Hello, this is Catherine, and you're listening to The Thoughtful Runner. I have had a gin this evening, so apologies if the elocution isn't up to scratch. (laughs) We blink, on average, 21,000 times a day. Some more, some less. What if every time you closed your eyes and opened them, you saw something different? How would you make sense of it all? I suppose by closing your eyes for a very long time at night. But anyway, this episode is all about choosing to blink and look again. Today I was impulsive. It was an unusually bright day in Edinburgh, and by evening my feet were tired from walking and my brain was tired from work. Yet when the light turned golden and the city stones began to glow, I put on my running shoes and raced west to Holyrood Park. I've been to Holyrood plenty of times before. I've been to Edinburgh plenty of times before. I've circled the mount, but for some reason I've never climbed to the top to get the view. I suppose I'd arrogantly assume this was just a tourist trap, a silly trope, the setting for a scene in that weepy David Nichols book. This evening, though, I decided to just go for it. I had very little time as the sun was already well on its way to setting by the time I reached the park. Without much consideration, or intelligence, I made for the most direct ascent. An immediate 30 degree? Steep. Scramble. Up to the rocky path. Hands and knees thoroughly prickled, but my feet nevertheless in the reassuringly well-trodden footprints of many equally idiotic strangers. Just as things were starting to get a bit concerning, I reached the rocky path encircling the base of the most prominent peak and followed it round. There was nobody else on the path. Which was puzzling. This was surely a tourist trap on a sunny spring evening. Turns out it was closed for rock falls. I escaped with my blithering life. The wide rocky path was easygoing compared to the full body clamber preceding it, and I ran, fuelled by the excitement of seeing what all the excitement is about. I was just wondering why I'd left this so long when I was dismayed to realise that the path, creeping round to the west of the crags, not only continued to lead me away from the setting Helios, but began to wind downhill. What's more... Further interesting peaks were revealed. I wasn't sure which one was the right one. You know, the proper one. The one in the weepy David Nichols book. But I decided anyone would do. As long as it was as high as possible, and I got a good old eyeful of sunset. I kept running, realising that I'd probably be quite disappointed at not seeing something lots of people had seen long before me. But a little glimmer of hope came when I bounded from behind yet another footpath-closed barrier to find myself suddenly in the proximity of other people. I ran downhill a bit more, careful of my ankles, and rediscovered the way up. I followed a couple of other figures walking, looking for the next savvy climber as I passed each until suddenly, without quite hoping I'd made it, I'd made it. There was Edinburgh, glinting in the red light, as I arrived in perfect time to enjoy the glowing orb in the last of this day, the only day, that shall be called April the 17th, 2019, Greenwich Mean Time, about 8.15pm. The only quarter past eight ever in all of time to happen on this day. The only one of its kind to happen ever in all time, and here I was looking at the city, the hills, the sea, the houses, flats, factories, monuments, gothic spires, boggy waterways, roads, and the lights of cars, windows, street lamps, blinking on across the vista, teeming winks of life in great quantity. And I was very glad to have made it. The peak of Salisbury Crags at sunset. Very nice indeed. And what I learned from this evening was, apart from the fact that a whole bar of Lint's fine milk chocolate will give you loads of energy for a run uphill, was that I could look again at this place, and indeed at every moment. Because in every moment, I am rational and decisive, I could also choose to be impulsive and take the why not approach. Which is really rather fun to contemplate.
even along the ascent when I thought I was alone, I was really not that far from the path. Where I thought I was on the wrong track, it turned out to be the right one, but not the only one. And when it seemed like I had to go downhill again, it was only so that I could go up even higher. Good lessons from a tourist trap, eh? Not to mention my newfound appreciation from this decision to blink and see everything differently. The abundant yellow gorse had the peculiar intensity that comes in complement to the accentuated blues and greens of dusk. The birds singing in the thick brush and the scent of cherry blossom hefting out its twilight message all gave a special sort of magic to a place that, 24 hours before, I was cursing for its mithering cold and drizzle. As I returned through the city streets, I noticed something else. I think I might have one of those particularly situational memories, because when I go somewhere I've been before, I remember all sorts of things just by being in a place. And so it is with Edinburgh, which so intensely triggers snatches of the past and threatens to send me into melancholy. It's why I haven't really enjoyed being here in recent visits, because I can run down one street and remember a long-forgotten conversation just because of the way it smells, or the way the light falls, or the way it feels to be there. I can feel a feeling from long, long ago like homesickness just because of the sound of a clock or a tram or a church bell. I suppose it's sad because it's past, but isn't it cruel how your memory plays these tricks on you? And yet, perhaps it's not cruel at all. A memory is, after all, just a feeling, rooted in a place and time, and just because it's past, it doesn't mean you have to be sad. What I mean to say is that yesterday I was bothered when I rounded a corner and remembered an entire sequence of events and even a dream I'd had the night after I'd been there some years ago. But today I did the same, and instead of being bothered, I chose to think again. Blink. It was nice to remember, to know a place and have a memory. I wasn't a stranger there. So tomorrow if I wake up and it's wet again, and my fingers go red and stop working in the wind, I will choose to pause and remember the lesson of today, this sunny day. The fact that you can stop and rethink and change your mind about what something means and make a better memory of every passing moment. Because the moment will never repeat, and that makes a moment really rather special, however many moments there are. You can blink and make the world a really wonderful experience. Not one spent in a rainy day, retrospective, but in impulsive, if faintly silly, ebullience. Blink, make the world your own. Blink and don't miss it.